Welcome to Women Body Real Story on the Pursuit of Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Daria Tiesler, health educator and performance coach, founder of Daria Tiesler Wellness. Women Body Real Story is created for women by women with real body stories and chronic health struggles to empower you to transform on deeper level where is your heart. It's a series about love, compassion and journey on the way to optimize your health and performance. I would like to welcome my guest Sharada, who will dive with me into the unspoken world of award world award <laughs> of chronic health problems. Together we aim to help you to find your self-awareness and body-mind connection. Hi Sharada and thank you for joining me. We met uh, first time quite many years ago and I remember, um, you know, we met in the situation where you came and you say Daria you know I need some help help with my gut my chronic health condition is little bit under out of control and uh, I can I just need to figure it out what is happening uh, you know we've done little uh, work and uh, since that time uh, I think so much happened in your health and this is where I would like to start um, about this connection between body, mind and heart in your own story. How this all started? Let's begin here. Oh gosh, where did it all start? Well, I mean, it depends how far back we really want to go. But um, yes, when we met, I believe it was about five or six years ago. Um, and I was having a, a lot of problems, gut issues. I was struggling to eat anything without having any kind of um, gut uh, reaction um, and I think as you remember I ended up having some tests and and those tests came back saying I had all these uh, inflammatory biomarkers conducive with you know ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease and deep down in my gut you know pardon the pun um, I knew it wasn't either of those things I knew it wasn't actually anything health related um, my gut was telling me I was having all of these problems because of the stresses and strains that were going on uh, around in my life and, and more the internal kind of struggles that I was having. But I think when you're chronically ill, you're so desperate to find a solution, a cure, um, that instead of reaching inwards, we tend to reach outwards externally to try and find a cure. And that, that was what I was doing at the time, was just frantically reaching out to anyone and everyone and, you know, taking supplements and trying to eat right and um, accessing all of the resources that I had, um, but nothing really seemed to help. Um, I, with the reflection and, and the work that I've done in the meantime, in the, in the past like five years, um, I realized a lot of that comes from issues that, uh, you know, I dealt with even as a child. These are things that have come with me through my whole life. It just so happened that at that particular time when I met you, there was a lot of things going on for me. I'd changed careers. I'd changed jobs. I was traveling. I was in quite a high-stressed, 
high uh, high stressed working situation and environment. Um, I was a single mother trying to do the best for my daughter, but really not seeing her very much. And she was at quite a difficult um, stage in her life as she was moving into, um, you know, puberty and becoming a, a young lady. And I was probably feeling like I was failing on all fronts as a mother, as a human, as a career woman. Um, and I would say that that's where my sort of pressures were coming from at that time and causing the, uh, the biggest issues with my gut. Um, what I found at the time as well is that it wasn't just a chronic issue with my stomach. It was a chronic issue with my back. I'd had a back injury that just would not heal. And I couldn't tell whether it was the back injury causing the gut problems or the gut problems causing the back injury to be chronic. But I just felt like this big ball of inflammation, you know, like I was in pain all the time. I couldn't eat properly. I was desperate to train. As you know, I was working in the fitness industry. All I wanted to do was train and go to the gym. I couldn't do any of that. So it's quite frustrating and when you've put all of your self-worth and your value into um, something external, like getting stronger in the gym or being lean and shredded and looking good in a bikini or, um, or even into your children or into your job, when you put all of your self-worth and your value into those things and, and then you can't do those things, what have you got left? Like, who are you underneath all of that? Um, so I, I felt like I, I'd kind of, I was having this real like existential crisis. <laughs> I had no choice but to kind of turn inwards at that point. And, and that's, that's what we are actually about here uh, discussing today, that, 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 um, that time when you are turning inwards, right? And as you said, all those tests Yes, they revealing something. Uh, all the supplements they supporting, all those little changes that you've done, they yeah. may be like a little uh, puzzle, right? Little uh, little thing to to bring pieces together. But at the end of the day, you have to turn inside. You have to turn into you, into and and feeling that you are the resource of yourself right what was the moment that you realized okay there is something deeper happening and mm -hmm. i need to actually find out what is that what what are the root of the causes of the causes of the causes yeah um, well uh, to be honest i would say i've had a couple of those like a few of those moments um where i'll tell you where it first started um, as I said, I'd had the back injury, I was having the gut problems, um, change of careers, moving house, all these different things were going on. Um, and my pain was just getting worse and worse and worse. And it was actually starting to spread throughout my body. So what started in my back and then in my gut was now in my, in every joint in my body. Um, it had spread into my hips. Uh, to the point where I was struggling to walk. It had spread down into um, my elbows and into my wrist joints. I was struggling to drive. Um, I ended up going and having um, like hydrocortisone steroid injections in my hip joints um, and also in some of the facets 
a facet joints in my back to try and relieve some of the inflammation that I was having. So what led me to that moment was I was in so much pain, I managed to get a referral to um, a couple of specialists. One was a spinal surgeon, and then one was a, an orthopedic um, like hip specialist. And when they did all of the tests, so they did MRI scans, CT scans, x-rays, blood work, absolutely everything. And they just couldn't find anything wrong. You know, there was nothing there, nothing on the scans. There was inflammation that they could see, but other than that, structurally, everything was perfect. Everything was sound. Um, they couldn't understand where the pain was coming from, which really leads them to believe it's psychosomatic. You know, it, there's something going on in my mind that's causing the pain. Um, and when it gets to that point, all they can do is pain management. So they tend to resort to the hydrocortisone injections. Now, what that did do was it gave me some um, inflammatory, you know, relief. And their hopes was that if they could just reduce the inflammation, that my body would then kick in and its own natural instinct would heal itself. And, and that would be the way forward. Um, but before we even got to that, I ended up um, bedridden. I, I woke up one morning and I literally couldn't move out of bed. So um, my then partner um, and my mom managed to get me to A&E just to let them have a look. Um, and I just knew at that point that that was when they did all these other scans and, and that was when they decided to do the uh, injections in my back. And I was like, right, so there's literally physically nothing wrong with me. The injury that I've had has healed, but I'm still in all this pain. Why? Like, where's it coming from? Is it just chronic inflammation that's causing the pain? If so, like, what can I do to reduce the inflammation? do the injections that'll help so they did that and obviously there was some relief when I had the injections because the inflammation came down but I knew that that wasn't going to be enough I had to get to the root of the the problem so I started doing some research online I started listening to some podcasts um, and I came across um, a, a guy called Dr. Joe Dispenza who I, I think you know who he is so I came across his story. He was actually on a podcast, I believe it was with Lewis Howes, where he was talking about his uh, journey with his back injury and how he basically healed himself. So I was lying in bed, flat out, couldn't move. I wasn't working. I couldn't drive. I literally couldn't do anything. So all I could do was listen to podcasts and, and read books and, and try and figure out what was going on and what my next step was going to be. And I just happened to come across this podcast with um, Dr. Joe on it. And I listened to his story and it really resonated with me. It was like a light bulb went off in my head. So I know he's had he had a horrific accident. Um, and was basically paralyzed and was told he needed all of these uh, horrific like back surgery, but they couldn't promise it was going to help. And he decided to just do some visualization. And obviously for him, he was a chiropractor at the time, so he was able to actually visualize what the vertebrae would look like if they were healed. He could see x-ray imagery of them being broken, so he 
with his own mind could kind of piece them all back together and and make them look whole and healthy again and he was basically saying that through his own form of meditation and visualization and just belief in something bigger and greater than him he believes he was able to heal himself and it got me thinking i was brought up in southern california in a family both my parents did yoga we were taught at a very young age about meditation and you know i actually feel like that's been a real positive in my life because it means it comes second nature to me to be a bit more spiritual be more connected with myself and my surroundings and other people and i know that i i have quite a lot of self-awareness and i believe that's partially because of how i was brought up and just partially because i have that inherently in me and so when he was talking about visualization and healing himself and really taking the time to go inwards and and visualize your body healing itself what should it look like how should it feel and really getting internal about it um that you have a lot of power in your mind and your body um so i started doing uh what he said while i was lying in bed and you know what it helped it helped loads um it, it was great uh, it, it was a game changer for me and it was probably the first time in decades since i was a kid that I'd actually sat down and used that kind of, well, that's not true. I'd used it in my twenties um, as well, but um, it was probably the first time in about a decade that I'd sat down and really reconnected with myself and used that sort of meditative practice to reconnect with my own mind, my own body and try and, and heal that way. Um, and it was great. So that was probably my first aha like moment where I thought actually I'm completely disconnected and if I can just reconnect with myself and meditate, visualize and really get back in touch with myself and use the self-awareness that I know I've got access to that that's actually all the power I need right now. The doctors have done everything they can and there's nothing wrong. <laughs> so really it's in my own hands. I'm the only one that can do anything about this now. And that was, where it led me um so i did that and that helped me a lot um in that time as far as getting out of pain getting my uh, i don't like to use the term ibs but you know getting my, my gut issues under control um and you know making sure that my, i wasn't in as much pain anymore and and that was great uh, it, that was a game changer for me but it didn't change everything so even though I managed to get on top of that with my body, what I then found was I ended up in a relationship that wasn't very good. Um, I was quite, um, I, don't, I suppose I'll use the word toxic and it was very up and down. Um, and that caused me a lot of anxiety. What I found was with the anxiety, my back would flare up again or my gut problems would flare up again. And then once my back flared up, my stomach would flare up and it would happen again. And I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm now back in this same situation that I was in a couple of years ago where I'm getting the pain in my back and in my stomach and where's it coming from, what's changed? And that was when I made the connection that the anxiety and the difference in 
uh, my body chemistry with the anxiety is what was actually causing the inflammation and the flare-up. And that was a huge aha moment for me. It was that idea that whatever emotional state I was in, if I let that get too far and my anxiety started to run rampant, that it actually manifested itself in physiological symptoms. You know, not just the anxiety, but if I let that go on for too long, it would turn into pain, like physical pain in my back and in my gut. I com I completely connect with you because um, you know that I had a uh, few surgeries uh, uh, performed on my knee. And I remember in 2014, I still was struggling after 12 years. And uh, despite me knew that there is still some uh, physical issue, and that was actually correct, uh, surgery wasn't done uh, properly. Um, I know that my healing started when actually um, one of the uh, Af um, South African uh, physio did a little bit of type of acupressure, acupuncture uh, on my knee, and he just by touch he released the point, the point, points right, and they were pain. This was pain, but you know when he touched. Taught those uh, taught, touched those uh, points. I actually felt uh, release from emotions, anger, frustration, uh, lack of acceptance that this injury did happen to me. And uh, because in my head, I supposed to be playing sports. I supposed to be playing for national team, and that's what stuck there. Yeah. But that was the moment when I felt you know things beginning to shift and 2014 was that turning point and then was like all a domino effect because uh, i found the right physio i've done the right masseur i've done the right surgeon and they actually helped my knee and uh, today my knee is performing much better than for the last 12 years but the healing exactly what you said i started to have this manifestation in a completely different way and healing start have to come from inside from something like emotion the anger frustration and that was my uh, my problem and i think i i'm very uh, glad to, um, and thank you so much uh, sharada that you're sharing this because many women uh, still those days are only looking for outside source and they always saying, you know, when I get that body, then I will be fine, right? Yeah. The body is just external of everything else that is happening inside us, right? Either is relationship, relationship, either is a toxic environment emotionally, either we are living from the lack of the fulfillment. And that the purpose of the series is to let women connect the dots right that there is something beyond just uh, the body but helping the body you have to help the other things that are happening exactly that it's that whole uh meme you know you can you can go to the gym you can drink your green smoothies you can do all of that but if your head and your heart are a shit show sorry you know like you're still going to be unhealthy it's still never going to come together like 
it's so funny that you say acceptance. I'm sat here now with this piece of paper in front of me. You know, you were talking about when you had that acupuncture and you had that acupressure, that release of emotion, that release of anger, but it was about the lack of acceptance of the situation that you were in, that lack of acceptance of the fact that you were injured and it took away that dream that you had, that blueprint of your life that you'd built in your mind. And this is on my journey of aha moments. You know, when I realized that it was actually anxiety that was causing me pain and nothing else, it was an absolute game changer in my life because then once I was open to that and I was able to accept that fact, the universe just started landing all of these things in my lap about how to deal with anxiety. Now, how many people in this modern age deal with different levels of anxiety? I'd be willing to bet that there are as a very high percentage of the population live in a constantly chronic anxious state and don't even realize that they're full of anxiety because it just feels normal. And I lived like that for years. So it's no wonder I was in pain. Um, but I came across a book called When the Body Says No by Gabor Mate. I haven't um, heard what it's all about. Um, it's called When the Body Says No um, by Dr. Gabor Mate. And it is a, uh, the book has his seven A's of healing. So it's the concept that stress, it's about how stress impacts the health of the body, right? And that can be stress of any kind because the body cannot differentiate between emotional stress, physical stress. Like stress is stress. And we all know that stress within the body will damage uh, cells and cause, you know, harm and mutation to cells. Uh, it talks about it all in relation to cancers and um also especially with things like um immune like immune deficiencies uh you know when you talk about things like rheumatoid arthritis or fibromyalgia or even just the pain that i was having ibs anything like that that actually stress in the body you're eventually your body will say no when there's too much stress there and it becomes chronic in the body, the body can't tolerate it anymore. Like it has to go somewhere. All of the energy that we, I mean, we're all just made up of energy. I can get all spiritual about it, but we can also look at it from a scientific perspective. And I love that. For me, that's where I get excited is where spirituality and science actually cross lines you know they start to blur and blend into one another and that's one of the things i loved about this book when the body says no because he's a doctor and he worked in palliative care with patients um he also struggled with his own depression and anxiety and things um and and had to watch family members deteriorate because of similar things so he had you know a, a first-hand um approach to it but he had a scientific approach but he also knew that there was more to it than that he could see that and they did all of these tests they did tons of um research on 
they, they would get control groups, um, people who were presenting with certain symptoms that would have been conducive with rheumatoid arthritis, say, and they would run them through an emotional and psychological test. And they were able to like pinpoint with like 92% accuracy by the answers on these questionnaires, which of these patients actually were going to test positive for rheumatoid arthritis. Like in effect, they developed a personality type, a characteristic for people who develop those types of illnesses. And it usually comes down to people who um, suppress emotion, especially anger, like you were saying, that release of anger that you had trapped in the body. The anger is like one of the most natural things for humans to feel, but it's also one of the emotions that people fear the most because when you get angry, people either think you're crazy or, or it gets you in trouble or it causes conflict. It is like not a, no emotion, but at the end of the day is an emotion. It's like happiness. You might be angry, right? But we just are like af afraid what others will tell, right? Yeah, exactly that. So instead of allowing yourself to be uh, angry, people shove it down, they suppress it or they don't, or they just explode. Either way, it's not good. You know, it's still causing a lot of damage and, and stress on the body. So they, in the uh, research that they did, they found a lot of people who were um, suppressing, people who quote unquote, never get mad, never are upset with anyone who are just nice all the time. They never have one bad word to say about anyone. It, it tends to be people who have an appearance of being happy 100% of the time uh, it, no one's happy 100% of the time so they're kind of shoving a lot of the negative emotion I don't even like to use the word negative but they're trying to shove down like the anger or the resentment or the frustration they're shoving all of that down and it's being trapped in the body it has nowhere to go they're not letting it out um, and that is just another stress on the body and it, it can cause um, some serious health issues now I'm sure there's doctors out there who could refute it and come up with a million other research, you know, results that would say otherwise. But for me, the book really resonated because everything that he said about feelings and emotions and stress, and when we are afraid to use our voice, when we're afraid to say what is on our mind, when we're afraid to say how we feel and we shove all of that down, that's when I get the anxiety. When I'm afraid to show myself, when I'm afraid to be myself, when I'm afraid to say what's really on my mind, if somebody hurts my feelings, you know, my feelings are my responsibility. But if someone does something crappy and I don't say anything about it because I don't want to cause conflict, then who actually ends up hurt in that situation? Like it's me. I'm the one that hasn't spoken my truth. Why have I made myself less important than the person sitting across from me? Like, it can't be that way and when when we don't speak our truth in a kind and loving way and we shove it all down it just sits in our body and it, it's like rubbish you know it's toxic waste in the body and we need to get rid of it somehow so I found the book extremely helpful and it was a real eye-opener for me and he he talks about the seven a's of healing number one is acceptance and number two is awareness and when you look at all of the 
you know, all of the people in the world who are trying to teach this sort of thing at the moment, acceptance and awareness are like the biggest keys to the, the you you know Charles used to say look at Charles Poliquin used to always say you can have all these experts in the world and they'll they'll argue about everything because they have all these uh, they'll have a few things that they disagree about but if you actually look at everything they agree about that's where the truth lies you know like there's all these experts in the world and they might have different ideas about how to heal and how to, you know, be healthy, but it's the the things that are the same that they all agree on. I'm hundred I'm hundred percent agree with you uh, on that. Uh, and what I've observed in my clinic, the most common um, reason why females and I because I work lots with female and why they cannot heal or get better to the end is because this what I called unspoken world of chronic health problems. Yeah. It is like they still do not believe that their insight is what needs to be dig. And I'm telling it is not another hundred grams of bro broccoli. It is not if you're going to eat hundred grams extra avocado or 300 grams extra of chicken it is not going on vegan paleo vegetarian or having a instead of coffee having matcha or having a liposomal vitamin d or different form of vitamin d right <laughs> yeah. they still do not understand I always say my programs are holistic. We're going to work on the lifestyle and exercise and nutrition, but you must also address your emotional health and all other aspects that you may even not been thinking about. And those women that are succeeding, what I mean succeeding, they getting better and they continue progressing with feeling better are those who decided to reach those dark places that they didn't want to reach before. Those one who kind of are still like, mm, maybe there is actually, I need 100 more, more grams of broccoli. They still are in that, that wandering uh, space. And that is what I want to stress this out, right? Yeah. You are the example. I yeah. am the example that, yeah. you know, you need to really accept that, you know, maybe is the relationship, maybe is the way you are treating yourself, right? Yeah. Because if there is lack of acceptance, how can you build a new awareness? You can't. Oh, well, you can't. No, and you're 100% right. Look, you and I have both seen it. We've both had clients or we've both done it ourselves where you've got someone eating the perfect diet, they're trained, you know, quote unquote, perfect diet, you know, they're in a calorie deficit, you've written them the most incredible program, and they're not losing any weight, they're not losing any body fat. In fact, they're staying the same, or they're putting a pound on, or like, whatever. Okay, now that can be attributed to a million different things, as we all know, they could be lying on their food diet, whatever. But what I found is, just from my own experience, you know, I can't say whether someone else is being 100% honest or not, but I can eat well and I can go to the gym. But if my stress levels are through the roof, I'm not losing any body fat. That's not happening. 
it's not happening. You know, it's just not going to happen. And actually for me, the way my central nervous system is wired, if I'm eating well, and I'm going to the gym three or four times a week, and I'm already stressed out and have anxiety, all that's going to do is make my anxiety worse. I can't actually train that hard anymore. I can't train the way I used to. I used to train, you know, four times a week, um, heavy lifting. I absolutely loved it. It lights me up. You know, I, I love lifting weights. They're my favorite. And you know, it's one of the things I get the most enjoyment out of. Unfortunately, when I do that, the way I used to with the intensity and the frequency, it's too much for my central nervous system. It can't tolerate it. And it gives me anxiety and it, my recovery goes low. I can't sleep at night. So I have to be very careful, but I have to listen to my body. And if I'm not self-aware and all I'm thinking about is abs, you know, like all I'm thinking about is I'm going on holiday in eight, eight weeks. I want abs and a booty. I want to be shredded. I want to look amazing. If that's all I'm thinking about, I'm going to burn myself out. I'm going to run myself into the ground. My anxiety is going to be through the roof and I'm still not going to look good. I'm still going to look like a pile of crap, you know, cause I'm not going to get the abs cause I'm too stressed to get the abs, you know, and it's actually, it's so hard. If I can get anything across to anyone, self-awareness is where this journey starts. You might think it's in the gym. You might think it's the food. I'm not gonna, I could, 100%, if I go out and eat junk food for a week, I'm gonna know about it. Like, I don't just go out and eat whatever I want. I still eat really well. You know, I would say a good 80 to 85% of my time, I eat whole foods that I've made myself at home, but I have balance. I go out, I go out to eat with friends. I, I have flexibility with it, but I know that if I eat junk food all the time, it's going to affect my mood. I'll have stomach issues. I get pain, bloating, and I don't want to feel that way. I want to feel as healthy and happy as possible. So I do try and eat well. So that is a piece of my puzzle is eating well. Another piece of my puzzle is my sleep. If I don't sleep enough, I feel it. My anxiety will go up. If I haven't had enough sleep, I start getting, you know, we, we all know like nothing works as well. Your brain doesn't function as well. I start getting anxiety. So I have to make sure I'm early to bed and cause I'm up at five every morning. I have to make sure I get to bed early. That's another piece of my puzzle. I've got to make sure I drink enough water every day. If I don't drink water, I feel it. My heart rate elevates. I can actually feel it in my body, but that's because I have a high level of self-awareness and I can get to two or three o'clock in the afternoon and be like, oh, my heart rate's a bit high. And then I look at my water bottle and I'm like, oh, I haven't had anywhere near enough water today. So then I'll go and get some more water. You know, But these are all just little pieces of the puzzle. What I find the biggest piece of that puzzle is, is self-awareness and how I manage my mind, my thoughts, and my emotions. They have the biggest impact for me on the success of the rest of it. It is just uh, those, it is like a big puzzle that you need to know about, which is self-awareness. Self and then you have those supporting 
puzzles, right? If I could say that way, right? Yeah. They supporting the they supporting your life, right? Because if you at that time cannot change something, even you are aware, right? Say you are in a negative re- relationship, you cannot just dump everything and leave it. They say I'm out. For maybe you know, maybe you have kids. You cannot do this today, right? Mm-hmm. But how I how I see this is once you have the self awareness, you able to give you those the like nutrition and exercise, water, sleep. They are those tools that are gently going to help you go through. And maybe the moment will come when you will be able to change something that will have a further bigger impact on what is happening with you right because i don't want that we sound here like we want now everyone got suddenly 360 degrees change and uh, turn their life upside upside down because that is not going to be possible so those little pieces matter right if you eat well if you sleep well but i agree with you the acceptance and self-awareness of why is this happened to me it's uh one of the biggest moments oh definitely and if you think about you know those venn diagrams like you know the diagrams with like all the circles and you have all the different bits like say you have these puzzle pieces you know you've got your food your nutrition your hydration your sleep your fitness you know your exercise and movement you've got your mental health um and all of that when they all cross in the middle the thing that is in the middle that dictates all of those is your level of self-awareness because it's only if you can really listen to your body and listen to the cues and and let sit your body is constantly giving you signals all day long if something is right for you or not right for you is this something i need or is this something i don't need am i going in the right direction or am i not like your body is telling you constantly you have a conversation with someone and you walk away and you feel really drained and tired that's your body telling you that person is probably not a great person to have around you too often like <laughs> they're draining your energy you know like whatever it is it can be like i can make a decision and all of a sudden i feel sick i'm like oh maybe maybe i've abandoned myself in that moment maybe i've i've gone down the wrong path you know, but your body is constantly telling you you eat something and then all of a sudden you've got stomach ache maybe your body's telling you that's whatever you've just eaten there's something in there that's not right for you but our body is telling us it's giving us signals literally 24 hours a day 7 days a week and we've all become so um blind to these signals and there's a lot of reasons that, for that which probably can't get into too much on this podcast but you know people who have been through difficult things in their life who have encountered traumas childhood traumas um people who suffer with PTSD or who have been in abusive relationships difficult family situations when they were younger um all of these difficulties and traumas that we go through throughout our lives cause us to go into a survival mode when your body goes into survival it's not it's yeah, all it's thinking about is how to survive but it's having to override everything your body's telling you just to stay alive so your body might be saying like goes into fight flight 
freeze mode, right? And in that moment, you might be in a situation where you can't run and you can't fight and you have to somehow keep hold of all that inside. So your body is having to go against all of its basic natural instincts. Your body's telling you in that moment to do something and you are not doing it. And you're like, I can't do it. I'm going to have to just ignore it. I'm going to ignore it and just get on with it because that's what I have to do. And we actually train ourselves to ignore our bodies. It, it's crazy. People actually become so disconnected from themselves that they don't even recognize these signals anymore that their bodies are telling them. I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day who was in the army and we were talking about self-awareness and reconnecting with yourself. And when you do your meditation, using that as that, that moment of really being able to turn inwards, uh, reconnecting with your heart, being able to expand and open and feel yourself in those moments at, and really reconnect with yourself. And he was like, I spent my entire working career learning how to override all of that though and not listen to myself. He's like, my body was telling me to run and get out of there, but I couldn't do that. I had to stay and do my job. Now we all have that kind of a story. It might be that we've been in a, a you know, an abusive relationship and our, our everything in our body is telling us to run and we don't, we stay. Or we've been in a family situation where, you know, our bodies are like, this is not okay with me. It's not okay with me, but we put up with it. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the moment of putting up, right? It's, yeah. uh, it's sometimes I feel is, um, I, I want to, be, this is that uh, weird, uh, weird perception of what means strength, in my opinion. Strength yeah. does not mean I'm going, I used to be the same, right? I, I used to be the same as an athlete. You're just putting up, putting up, you're getting ill, you keep going. Then, uh, you know, I came to UK now around 15 years ago. You know, I didn't speak English. You kind of, okay, I need to get there. I need to achieve this. I need to, and you go in and you go in and you go in and you go in and you never listen yourself because you have this crazy goals and objectives which is very yeah. enough right you if yeah. you are fire women right uh, uh, you're driving from fire chakra you've got your achievements that you want to happen right but yeah. you know at some point your body said you know it's enough yeah, yeah. but your i think it's that wrong up. perception of of strength because otherwise i will become vulnerable and what others will tell <laughs> i'm weak yeah but this is the difficulty is especially as you know quote unquote strong women which are you know people would i would say look at you or look at me you know we are what people would consider strong women we're determined we're successful we're focused if we want something we set goals we achieve it we you know we do we're doers we do things but where in that strength where we become weak is when we abandon ourselves and every time we make a choice to stay when we should go every time we put up with something because of a, a goal that we have but yet to get there we have to go out of alignment with who we are or abandon our own integrity to get there like anytime we abandon ourselves to get where we're going we become weak. We're no longer strong. Strength is 
knowing yourself, being able to connect with yourself and standing in integrity of yourself, no matter what you're faced with. And I'm guilty of it, Daria, on so many occasions, you know, I stayed in situations that I should never have stayed in to prove a point, to prove a point to myself that I could do it, to prove a point to somebody else that I could do it, to, and it's a false strength. It's not strength, it's weakness. It's weakness to surrender, to accept a situation for what it is and to surrender. And I don't mean like lay down the white flag and like roll over, play dead. I'm talking surrender by letting go. You know, that's where strength lies. Being true to yourself, but you have to know yourself to be true to yourself. And that's where the journey starts. The journey starts with learning how to meditate and reconnect with yourself. And then being able to be aware and listen to your body when it's giving you the signals telling you you're offline. You're out of line, you're out of alignment, you're out of kilter, you're out of integrity, you're heading down the wrong path. This bit isn't for you. And do you know what I love about the universe is that you can get that wrong so many times and all it's gonna do is give you another opportunity to get it right. You know, this is always what I tell to Manel, my husband, right? <laughs> I said, watch out, tomorrow you're going to get again the opportunity to change trajectory of your of your life because yeah. that's what you want that's what you're asking about yes right but if you don't do it and you still keep asking your universe is going to give you this exactly right yeah. and here we go it's happening and i said i told you right be ready next time but i think that, that yeah that's what i tell him but you know that's what what was happening with me i wanted to get better with my leg right because it was creating me so much troubles and pain and uh, um, not feeling good about myself right mm -hmm. and uh, and i was uh, often Uh, judging myself through my leg after uh, my um, my surgery, right? I said, okay, I'm not anymore uh, athlete. Now I am have injured knee. Now I cannot walk in a dress. Now I'm kind of who I am, right? Yeah. And uh, and and I know that I have I have suffered 13 years before I realized this, and I'm like, why? Why so long? This is in so many years I've been living in lack of awareness that I can probably get healed much faster, but I was not uh, ready to accept what's happened to me. But universe was throwing on me things, right? And uh, I, I'm, I'm so glad with uh, so, so many things you said. And I think uh, you use this uh, so beautiful expressions. And I do believe that you know, this short conversation that we had, because that is short, that is just the, we touch oh, yeah. the iceberg <laughs> here, right? Well, it, it is the iceberg, you know? so, so much, so many things. And I, you know, I love that you've invited me on and we've been able to have this chat because this chat's been a long time coming. We haven't had one of these for ages. And, um, you know, for me, it's been such a big part of my journey And I want to be able to share it with as many people as possible because it is life-changing to be able to reconnect with yourself. But even what you were just saying then about your leg and living in that almost a denial, you know, of the unwillingness to accept 
the fact that your life was going to be different. It wasn't going to be what you wanted it to be or what you thought it was going to be. And that's what you'd invested all of your self-worth into. And that's what you'd built in your mind. That was the image of what your life was going to be like. So you weren't willing to accept that. And you were like, how, how did I let myself live like that for, for 13 years? But this is the thing is that we can't be mad at our past selves for not knowing better. Like, it's like telling someone off for not, you know, you can't be mad at someone if they don't know, like you only know what you know, you don't know what you don't know kind of thing. And one of the biggest things that's helped me with this journey, because what I'd really like to be able to do if possible is give people a bit of a, a kind of checklist or like a, a blueprint of how they can go about really trying to connect with themselves. I know that a lot of people suffer with anxiety or they worry about things and a little bit like you were saying there with the acceptance of the injury uh, and, and losing that career that you'd planned for yourself and, and how hard we are on ourselves about that, you know, um, all, a lot of the practices that I do now, they all involve meditation. For me, I have to meditate every day. I meditate every morning. I meditate every night as I wake up and before I go to bed. If I do, if I don't do it, I feel the difference. But with all of this um, awareness, this self-awareness and being able to process emotions and racing thoughts, racing mind, um, I have like a little process that I go through to be able to deal with that. You know, we were talking just before we started. I, I was like, I can't do this podcast today. My life has been awful the last 24 hours. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to think straight. But actually, it was the perfect time. It was the perfect time because it allows me to reconnect with myself. And I've been using the last 24 hours to kind of work through my own process and be able to reconnect with myself because life does have ups and downs. It's never all straightforward. But I don't really get anxiety anymore since... I've been doing all of this work and I had it yesterday and it was horrible. I forgot how horrible it is. You know, I forgot how horrible living with anxiety really is. And um, for me, the biggest things are first and foremost to acknowledge how I feel. I must acknowledge the feelings that I'm feeling. Don't resist them. Don't try to fight them. I acknowledge them. I accept them. And I do it without judgment. So I'm not mad at myself because I feel hurt or fearful or abandoned or rejected or angry or whatever feeling I'm feeling in that moment. I allow it. I accept it. I acknowledge it. I accept it. And I do all of that without judgment. And then I allow the feeling to be there. I don't try and fight it. I don't try and resist it. I don't shame myself for having it. I just sit in it with my eyes closed. I focus on my heart center and I just give my feelings as much space as they need. So I imagine my visualize my chest, my heart just opening and getting bigger and bigger and wider and wider and just allowing those feelings to be there. And then once I've given them loads and loads of space, I start to feel a lot calmer and more relaxed and warmer. And then I can really allow myself to feel all of those feelings. You know, many, many people have died avoiding feeling their feelings. 
they've committed suicide because they can't bear the idea of feeling how they're feeling. But no one's actually died feeling the feeling. We die avoiding the feeling. If you can sit there and give that feeling space, loads of space to just be there, and then you step into it and let yourself feel it, I can guarantee you're only going to feel it for 30 seconds, 15 seconds. Like if you really give that feeling space and let it wash over you, it diminishes its power. It starts to dissipate. It disappears and it almost goes into like nothingness. It's gone then, you know, and I have found that absolutely life-changing to be able to feel completely overwhelmed, completely anxious, triggered out of my mind, upset about something. And then to be able to literally take five minutes to just let myself feel the feeling without being mad at myself, without shaming myself and giving it loads and loads of space, closing my eyes and, and just doing that visualization, like all of a sudden it goes and I have peace again. And it reminds me, it brings me back like full circle. That can be done with emotions. It can be done with thoughts. You know, if you get that racing mind, just letting the thoughts be there without attaching to them, without judging them, just observing them. All of that process is exactly the same. And what it does is it brings you back into the present moment. Like nothing that happened in the past matters now. Nothing that could possibly happen in the future. None of it's real. It doesn't exist anymore. All you've got is this present moment with yourself and you're probably sat somewhere warm and safe doing your little meditation. Like nothing bad is happening in that moment. Sharada, Sharada, darling. Thank you so much. You know, uh, it's been all so valuable everything that you that you shared that we discussed uh uh thank you so much for sharing in the last uh, moment this uh, beautiful exercise and i really encourage uh, every single woman to do that so they kind of feel the body real story i hope we can uh, find again moment and you know i'm going to think what about el what else we could discuss uh, during our podcast and give uh, more women insight into how to heal and how to work with their uh, body so thank you so much for joining me yeah, thank you for having me daria thank you Thanks for listening to Women Body Real Story on the Pursuit of Wellness podcast. If you want to know more, check out my website www.dariatiesler.com. Thank you and see you soon. This podcast intends to optimize your health and well-being and does not substitute medical advice. This podcast does not intend to sell and I do not get any profits from sales.